0: You play to win the game You don't play to it, just play it Welcome to the Fantasy Football Exchange And here's your host, John Landon Good morning out there to our Fantasy Football Exchange listeners And as you can tell my voice this morning, I am feeling pretty damn great here because i want each and every one of my leagues ladies and gentlemen it was a great one here on this past <laughs> week 10 so hopefully you're out there listening and you are feeling just as good as i am so we applaud the winners out there around here especially if you've been following along and taking some of this advice that we've recommended here since the uh, beginning of the season and up till now we look back and we've uh, done pretty good on a lot of those draft kings parlay and prop bets we're about even now I have a couple of weeks ago we were ahead here but uh it's not due to the player props alone it's due to the parlays and that is always a guess i'm here so uh speaking of parlays and prop bets i won a couple of those this past weekend as well so that feels good to put money in the pocket as well as those dubs on the standings so I went from last place to now third place here in my league standings on my side here so I'm hoping to keep on creeping up here I'm playing a opponent this week that is high in the opponent standings pretty high in his league so that'll be a challenge here and looking forward to some of that action here in week 11 so looking forward to all this here hopefully you are as well some of these games in the past weekend here were surprising am i right (laughs) a lot of a lot of a lot of action here that the sports book world is loving a lot of favorites lost over the weekend a lot of underdogs came out on top so if you put in on some of them underdog action as well as i did I put in a three-pick parlay that paid out pretty handsomely here with a ten dollar wager that got me a buck sixty-five. I love that this morning. That was my highest wager or my highest payout there. Then I had a lot of little dink and dunks here, little fives, tens, sevens. But it all added up to about a little over 250. That's a great payout for the weekend where I didn't put much in. Then my stocks this morning paid out great Due to some Warner Brothers action So uh Loving the action, everything this morning Hope you are I'm feeling great And so in today's episode No matter where you may be Or what you may be doing We always appreciate it around here At the Fantasy Football Exchange So thank you again For being a listener All right, so let's just get into some of this Sunday's action, some of these surprising games, some of these that probably had you stunned as well. I'm sure a lot of survivor brackets are pretty much in the toilet this year uh, due to a lot of these surprising teams coming out and just taking care of business. And here's probably one of them right here that was wiped out last night or yesterday afternoon. That was the Texans and the Bengals. Texans come out on top, 30, Bengals 27. I mean, C.J. Stroud just continues to to amaze us all. His play from the fourth quarter comeback was just, man, if you got him on your roster and he's got you, I'm sure he got you 30-plus. That kid is rocking it this year, so making uh, some stats for rookies out there to uh, set the bar. Then we had the Vikings and the Saints. Josh Jobs continues to win. That is what he continues to do. And that is a great out there for the Vikings. Not so good for the Bears because, of course, we're in the same division. So we were thinking those win- those L's were going to be piling up. But in the past couple of weeks, it's, it's been the opposite. So the Saints continue to disappoint. And can I just mention out here that Not only are the Saints disappointing, it is one Derek Carr. He is pathetic out here. He should be doing more than he's doing. I know a lot of you agree out there. I got some listeners out there in New Orleans speaking of. I don't know if they're fans of the Saints per se just because they're from there. But if you are from there, you understand. I'm sure you're disappointed here this week with a lot of play the past few weeks from Derek Carr. We can't use the excuse of the shoulder injury too much, all right? But you're playing some of these teams that you should have piled up a dub and you just didn't do it. So another disappointment uh, display by Derek Carter this week. The Browns and the Ravens, that was surprising. That came down to the wire there to a kick by Dustin Hopkins and, and came through. 33 to 31 put the Ravens behind there but that is a man that was a shootout i saw um on one of the packages on that i have here on sunday that was a good game of course the 49ers wiping away the jacksonville jaguars didn't didn't expect that to occur the way that it did they were trying to get christian mccaffrey to score of course that went into the dumpster that was the end of his streak here against the jaguars Baker Mayfield got that dub against the Titans. Not a big Baker Mayfield fan, but he continues to do it, connecting with uh, Mike Evans. Kate Otten looking strong with him here as of late. So that'll be here. Just tune in to the waiver wire segment coming up here shortly. We'll discuss some Kate Otten. Of course, I had the Packers taking over the Steelers here. Steelers decided to wake up. That is fine by us here in the NFC North. Uh, but as a bet, I'm sure the sportsbooks were loving that one. How about the Lions and the Chargers? Justin Herbert just can't. He's not putting it together, ladies and gentlemen. He's got the squad around him. Keenan Allen is probably having a record year here. Given all the years he's had, it's been amazing. This happens to probably be a record one for him and just can't do it. I mean, that was a great game, by the way, 41-38. to Lions just have it this year. It's just one of those years for them. So I got some buddies out there, a couple of them only, surprisingly being a Chicago fan, but, hey, those are my buddies out there. So I know they're happy about that, being the Lions (laughs) they're fans of. And so having this occur for their team, Being around 30 years That they have not experienced this out there Any Lions fans that are uh, Fans of them that long Understand that this is something That's been put together here By Jared Goff And Dan uh, Campbell here So Shout out to you guys My buddies out there that are Lions fans Uh, You guys got a good team Put together here in 2023 And Kyler Murray came back on the scene here in week 10 and put together a magic show. All right, so if you happen to scoop him up a couple weeks back, you know, just waiting for this moment to happen, to slide him in. Like I said, I want to put him in here in week 10, right off. I said week 11, week 12, and we are there, ladies and gentlemen, so... Go ahead and fire up Kyler Murray here because he's going to use those legs. He looked just fine this past Sunday doing that. Took a couple of hits that I was looking for. I wanted to see if he could take those, by the way, just to see if his little frame could handle those hits coming back from his injury. And he did that just fine. So I'm, I'm confident in my 12 team inserting Kyler Murray to hopefully get me those 30 plus that I'm needing each and every week that I've been lacking those two to five. That's what's been pissing me off, ladies and gentlemen, on some of these leagues. It's been just two to five, just short. All right. And I'm sure a lot of you felt that this year with some of your superstars. They just didn't perform until as of late. And by that time in the fantasy leagues, it's just too late. You don't have that luxury of those extra few games to play with. So now some of them have woken up. And here we are. And uh, Kyler Murray is bringing, probably going to bring a spark here to to Trey McBride. I believe he'll probably bring a spark here to Marquise Brown. So good things to come. If you have James Conner back there in the backfield, because that takes away some of that pressure that he's had. So it's going to be a good one going forward here the, in the next few weeks. Probably going to help carry some of us into the championships or possibly over the championships because a lot of us, are already struggling at quarterback. And if we happen to scoop up Kyler Murray, that was a plus in a lot of our books, I'm sure. So um we're feeling good about that little scoop up here in the waiver wires here the past couple of weeks. Then the Giants and the Cowboys did their work. Shout out to my boys. Yes, yes. Uh, get them wins anyway you can. I know a lot of people are gonna say, hey, you beat a you beat a nobody out there, but hey, I play who I play. Because at any give a moment, that could have just been Daniel Jones out there, Saquon Barkley, Darren Waller, Darius Slate. And those people all could have been out there at one time. And so it's no one's fault that they were injured. It's just the way the, the game works. Cowboys played who they played. They got the dubs. So 49 to 17 to go ahead into week eleven. Dak Prescott looked great. All right. And then Commander Seahawks. I mean, that's not a blowout game here. That's nothing to talk about. But 26-29, Seahawks. Sam Howe continues to look great. That's why I bring this game up here. It's more about Sam Howe, Eric Bieniemy putting the game play together for him, for these, for this young player to, to grasp onto the offense and make it look simple out there. So I'm liking what I'm seeing from Sam Howe. He actually got me the 30 plus this week and looked pretty damn good out there, given, given he's uh not really a big name, household name, but with his play with the play that continues and possibly some extra draft picks this next year coming up, maybe some of that free agency, I think that this team could actually look pretty good next year. Jets, Raiders, Antonio Pierce continues to have these boys fighting. I like what I'm seeing out there. You know, you need a dog in the locker room. You know what I mean? As a coach, I know I would have been a great coach in any team. All right. Although I didn't play professionally, hell, even college. But I know personality wise or fired up, motivationally wise, I'd have had it going. I know I've seen them. I've seen them rough roads before, and I know a lot of these players. That's exactly the environment they come from. So that's all they understand, and that is exactly what the way Antonio Pierce has these guys playing since Josh McDaniels uh, firing. If you all have been paying attention, you see it as well. The defense looks more intense. Josh Jacobs runs harder. They're just lacking that quarterback, of course. You know, they benched Jimmy Garoppolo, and they went forward with this man here, and it's just not, if if you don't have the quarterback play, it doesn't matter who you have here, Devontae Adams included. So although they're missing that, they still got the win here against the Jets, who have been looking pretty solid on defense either way. Am I right? They're still taking care of business and shutting down some of these quarterbacks week after week. So to be able to come out and handle your business the way you did, That was money in the bank this week there in Las Vegas. And, of course, do I need to mention that last night's game, which we will get into here. Josh Allen. I know there's some rumblings out there by Trayvon Diggs. All right. The cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, putting – his brother's business out there, you know, that's between that's family business. So I'm not gonna jump into that. But you know, if my brother did something like that, or or a family member, cousin, or something, I don't know how I'd react to that. I'd be like, you know, bro, that's my business. No need to take that out to the streets. Although I may have mentioned that to you. That is a man to man situation, no need to take into social media there. So I'm not liking that move there, although Stefan Diggs is notorious for this move. I figure this is a plot to get out of this team, move on to something else. So I believe that's coming here during the offseason. It's not going to come this year. They're not going to move them now. Now, while the Buffalo Bills still have a chance. But if you continue to play like this, Josh Allen, he will not have a chance. Because that was a pathetic performance last night um, from, from you all. All right, not just you. The rest of the offense, except for Dalton Kincaid, that young man continues to flourish each and every week with Dawson Knox's injury holding him out. So with that, let's go ahead and let's hop into the action from last night between the Denver Broncos and the Buffalo Bills. All right, and let's get this rolling with Josh Allen, speaking of. All right, so let's get it going with him here. Uh, that was a lackluster performance, should I say the least, here with those picks. So uh, to kick that off, that was 26 attempted with 15 of those completed last night for 177. Did get the TD. Two INTs did not get sacked. Rushed the ball four times for 13 yards on that touchdown score. They get you 19. He'd have had you more, ladies and gentlemen, if he didn't get those two picks and would have gotten some more yardage here. So 19 is just not going to do it for us. It's solid. I'm sure it got some of you the doves, but it got a few of you the losses as well. So we're we're looking for more from this high quarterback draft pick, and it's just not been manifested the past two to three weeks here. Um, hopefully he brings a little bit more spark here into week 11. All right, on to the Denver Broncos, who have been putting it together. Surprisingly, Sean Payton's getting these boys where they need to be the past few weeks. So Denver Broncos looking all right here. Russell Wilson, 29 for 24. Nothing spectacular for a buck 93. Does have the two touchdowns, no INTs last night. Was sacked four times. Of course, you know that offensive line is nothing strong. And then he tried to rush the ball nine for 30. No touchdowns on the ground. But hey, 27 in a half point PPR format. That is where it's going to get you over the hump. Because remember, Russell Wilson has been a waiver wire hold for the past few weeks. Actually, most of the year here in 2023. So a lot of us were forced to scoop him up. For these bi-week fill-ins or just an injury-riddled position that you might have had here. So Russell Wilson actually helped you out last night with that 27. Then let's ride it on over to the running backs in the backfield here for both of these squads. And we're going to go ahead and ride with the Buffalo Bills first here. And that is James Cook, who if you watch last night, he did turn the ball over uh right out of the gate that is what caused him to sit most of the first half there so even the announcers were wondering hey i guess we're not going to see cook here they went ahead and rode with latavius murray so but either way both of these backs performed in 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 a modest form nothing that was uh that's going to blow you out of the water but You know, he did touch the ball 12 for a buck on nine. No touchdowns. Was targeted two for two for 11 yards. No touchdowns in the air. But got you 19, close to that 20 that we're always looking for from these positions. So we're pretty pretty happy this morning with James Cook. Although it could have been stronger if he did not fumble. He would have had you about a 25-piece plus. I'd say about a 30 because they were running him pretty strong for a bit. Once he came back. So I imagine they would have kept riding him at the beginning of the uh downs here at the beginning of the game. So he missed a big chunk of the first half. And that is why he only brought you 19 and on for Latavius Murray touched the nine for 68 did get a score targeted three for two for one yard only no touchdowns there. Got you 19 a mirror of James Cook. So. If you had to roll with Latavius Murray or if you happen to put him in your DFS lineups, maybe as a flex, man, you are happy this morning. I'm sure he got you in a top 10, maybe a top five play last night. All right, for Denver, we already know Javante Williams. I I recommended him strongly this week and last week as well. So 21 touches for 79 yards. Nothing huge there. No score targeted four for four 31 yards. Did get the touchdown in the air there for 32. That is why a lot of us got the win this morning in a 14 uh, team that I have him in. uh, He actually did just that for me. So that was a great move putting in Javante Williams here if you held on and and to play him against this pretty tough Buffalo defense. All right, Samaji P. Ryan touched it one for eight, targeted three for three, 35 yards, got eight on the roster. So hopefully you didn't have to roll with him. A lot of us might have had to go with Jaleel McLaughlin. Very disappointed this morning on this performance from Jaleel McLaughlin. I really thought with the touches that he had, he would have performed a little better. But six of them for only eight yards, not going to do it for you. Then you got targeted two. Caught both of those balls for only four. So six points here and a half point. Just not very big. So big disappointment this morning for Jaleel McLaughlin owners here. All right, let's go ahead and let's take it on over to the pass catchers for both of these teams. And that's going to go ahead and take me on over to Gabe Davis for the Buffalo Bills. Targeted two. No, actually card, targeted six, caught two for fifty-six. No scores for ten you know, or for ten points on our roster. And we we'll roll with that. Not bad. Of course, you watched. He was uh targeting Davis quite a bit uh last night, uh opposite of uh Stephon Diggs here. So I believe that's probably why Stefan Diggs is probably feeling the way he's feeling this morning. He probably saw his buddy here or his teammate. Taking some of the share. And hey, man, they all got to eat. If you really look at it, ladies and gentlemen, it can't just be one player. It's not about one player on the team. I've played ball before in high school, all the way up from high school, from Pee Wee, all the way up. And so I understand it's not a me sport. It's not a just one player sport. It's a team effort. All right. Because without the offensive line, their running back can't get the yardage. all right, without the offensive lineman putting the effort, that quarterback can't get you those throws and have the timing. All right, so these wide receivers, any of these players, stop bitching out here. It takes time to get you the ball. So that's all the team effort, and you need to give props to each one of them men out there on the field, giving it their each and all on a Sunday. Or, hell, if you're playing high school ball on a Friday, college ball on a Saturday, you get it. Give your boys some props out there. If you're listening to this episode and you play sports in high school or any league format, you got to show appreciation to your boys. That's who brings you those points. That's who brings you those yardage and who gives you the effort each and every day. So respect is respect due, all right? And real recognize real out there. So do us all that as you grow here. and Don't act like some of these players that you see each and every week. That's not the real way to act out here in the sports world. Uh, like I said, it's not a me game. All right, on to Stefan Diggs. Speaking of targeted five for three for thirty-four yards, no rushes out of the backfield for six points. All right, so that falls on him as well with those six with those uh, three grabs. You could have did a little more than those 34 if you really wanted to put in the effort. You always give that extra effort because you don't know when it'll be your last catch. Am I right? That goes for it out there in the football world. You don't know how many times you're going to catch that ball. So make the most out of what you get. And with those three, he should have did more than what he did as well. So it doesn't just fall on Josh Allen here. And then there's Khalil Shakir targeted two for one for 24 yards. No rushes out of the backfield for five points. All right so in a 14 16 that's okay it's not much but it's doable and then there was courtland sutton for the denver broncos targeted 11 very strong there 11 times eight of those grab for 53 yards did get a score no rushes out of the backfield for 17 on your roster so great job this morning for courtland sutton owners All right, for Jerry Judy, targeted three for three, 35 yards, no scores all around for seven. Not a big night for Jerry Judy. They did use him in an important time at the end of the game to kind of set up that uh, field goal there. So great job by Jerry Judy to help out the team. Then there was little Jordan Humphrey, targeted one for one for 14 yards, got you two points. So hopefully you didn't have to roll Out here with a little Jordan Humphrey on your roster. All right, and of course, let's get into the tight ends. Not much action for the Denver Broncos. Not a big fan of their tight end room. Of course, you know, Greg Dulcich would have been a big help there, but he is out at the moment with his injury. So they had to roll with Adam Troutman. Two for two for 15 yards, four points. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to do it for you. So there was better options. I'm sure nobody had to go with Adam Troutman out there. And, of course, my man who helped get me a win was Dalton Kincaid with the amount of touches, and that touchdown was a big help for me. Actually helped squeeze me through through one of my leagues by three and a half. So targeted six, caught five of those for 51 for that TD. No rushes out of the backfield. Did not need to. Because as a tight end, 16 points is exactly where you need to be, is where we recommend 15+. plus. That is what a tight end should bring you. You're Not looking to bring you superstar tight end Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews with these type of tight ends that we're talking about at this moment. Unless you got those big dogs in your rosters and you really can't say much. Right? You're just looking for that 15 and feel comfortable. Am I right? You know what I'm saying. All right. Unless you got that Kelsey, which would be a disappointment. Now, if you had a Kelsey or an Andrews and they don't bring you those 20, 25, because that's exactly as high as you drafted them. You drafted them in the order of a high end running back or a high end wide receiver. So they must bring you such when it comes to points. So not in a Dalton Kincaid format, though. He was picked up late due to injury or you just happen to have him on your roster as uh, you just felt good. He was going to bring you something here later in the year, such as myself. I had him just sitting there for the week after week as I saw him coming along. And now he's paying us dividends. All right. So for him to bring you a nice 16 on your roster this morning is a great move. All right, so let's ride it on over and let's visit some of the action that we had going on. All right, so if you know, we had the DraftKings uh, parlay bet that we recommend each and every Thursday night game and to the Sunday and Monday action, we have that three-game watch list. So we put together a DraftKings single prop between two players and, and then we take it on over to the two-pick parlay. So just in case you're new to the show, this is what we do here. And then we go back and re- revisit what we got right, what we got wrong, because that is the type of man and analyst that I am here at the Fantasy Football Exchange. I like to, I'll take it in the chin, ladies and gentlemen, if I got something wrong, if I had you play something or uh, bet on something that I threw out there. So we can go back and just, you know, say what we got right say what we got wrong all right so um for last week's action i had i had austin eckler anytime touchdown that was a minus 145 at the time that five was going to pay out 8 8 dollars and 44 cents that is exactly what occurred austin eckler did get into the end zone so correct moves there And then on the second prop here, I had Jared Goff over one and a half touchdowns thrown for a minus 140. That five was going to pay out $8.57. That is what occurred. Jared Goff had a shootout going on there. So uh, great game. And then I had the two pick parlay. That was Jake Ferguson anytime touchdown for a plus 160 where they didn't believe that was going to occur. Yes, I did, and I got that one correct, but this is what I got incorrect, where I thought the the Cowboys were going to lean on the running game a little more than they did, and that is not what happened. Dak Prescott actually came out on fire and got 400-plus yards throwing, and uh, they actually had him throwing under 248-and-a-half, passing for a minus 115, which they thought was going to happen. They thought exactly how I did, that it was going to be more Tony Pollard more Robert Dowdle most of the game against this beat-up New York Giants team, and uh, that was not the case. Dak Prescott decided to come out and play practice out here like it was a uh, uh, during practice, just tossing the ball around and threw for 400 plus, so that was where we got that wrong, ladies and gentlemen, or else we would have been victorious there, and uh, together that was a 415 uh, plus on the odds, and that five would have paid us out $25.75, so Very close to hit all the bets from last week. Just got us there, Dak. But, hey, we'll take the win. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen? We'll take the win as Dallas Cowboys fans each and every day. All right, and on to the Week 11 buys. While we're here on this subject, let's go ahead and let's get on to the buys uh, for Week 11. That way, you can remove a lot of these players that we got going on. It's not a lot of high-scoring players. Not like last week where we had the Chiefs, you had the Eagles, all right. You had a a number of these teams, the Miami Dolphins, all right. So, uh, not the case this week. We can actually afford to bench a lot of these players. uh, You know, um, not given that there's not very, you know, nothing special. Let's just say going on here. I mean, there are a couple of big names, but nothing that's gonna just ruin your roster here. All right. So to kick that off, that's the Atlanta Falcons. All right. The one major blow here is B. John Robinson. If you got B. John Robinson, of course, remove him. Uh such as myself. I have him in most of my leagues. All right. And then then you don't know about the quarterback situation. Of course, we know that Taylor Heineke was injured during the game. So Desmond Ritter re-entered into the fold. So we don't know who this quarterback is going to be here in week 11. So I'll leave that one out there till about Saturday or Sunday for that information. But you got Drake London, Kyle Pitts here, Tyler Algier. For you people who still believe in Cordell Patterson. Yes, he is still a thing out there in the fantasy world. Ladies and gentlemen here in 2023. So if you do have him as well, go ahead and remove those guys here this week and then the Indianapolis Colts is the second team on my list big blow here if you got Jonathan Taylor who has been coming on here as the last three weeks helped bring a spark to my rosters that I've been needing so gonna be missing him this week for sure all right Gardner Minshew not sure how many of you are are inserting him anyways got Pittman Jr all right so uh, those will be some players you want to go ahead and just get out of your your rosters here for week 11. The third team on my list here is the New England Patriots. What a dumpster fire, am I right, ladies and gentlemen, with the uh, New England Patriots, how that has turned the corner here in this uh, 2023. Actually, since 2020 and beyond, it has not looked very good here for New England Patriots. So what a new day here in foxborough so not much to remove here but if you do there is uh mac jones all right and uh ramondre stevenson ezekiel elliott just to name a few to remove here and then new orleans saints will be my last on the list and they need to actually take a break here Derek carr we need to reevaluate what we got going on here At the N-O, at the 504. You get what I'm saying out there. If you are listening in the New Orleans area, shout out to your area code, the 504. Been out there a few times. Enjoy the New Orleans area. So Derek Carr got to reevaluate exactly what's going on here on this team. Then, of course, you got Kamara. Jamal Williams. Kendra Miller. Michael Thomas, who is currently visiting his own troubles. Then you got Chris Olave, Just a number here. Taysom Hill. So just remove those players. And that is the uh, conclusion of my buy list here. There's four teams. That would be the Atlanta Falcons, the Indianapolis Colts, the New England Patriots, and the New Orleans Saints for Week 11 here. So please remove those players here this week. All right, so let's ride it on over to the week 11 waiver targets, ladies and gentlemen. This is the part of the show here on Tuesday that we are uh, the most important, should I say, uh, of the week when targeting these waiver players. So let's go ahead and let's get right into that here this morning. all right and again if if for you all out there who are just joining us uh here on the fantasy football exchange what we like to do here is put a list together per position the quarterbacks the running backs the wide receivers and the tight end position all right and uh, we like to give five per so i do three in the 10 to 12 league format size and i give you a 14 and plus two of those all right so Let's go ahead and get into the quarterbacks here this morning, and that is Russell Wilson for Week 11. I'd go ahead and I'd ride um, this man uh, coming forward for next week, uh, the matchup. All right, so uh, he'd be my number one target here going uh, on to play the Vikings, who are looking solid on defense, don't get me wrong, uh, but I still think that Josh Dobbs is going to find a way to put up some points here against this defense. So I'm not looking, uh, I'm looking for uh, Russell Wilson to continue on with his game. So number two on my list is going to be Jordan Love. And that'll be against the Chargers this week. And I think that (laughs) Justin Herbert is going to come out, guns blazing, Austin Eckler running the ball. They have a purpose this week uh, to get. A win here to continue their quest onto the playoffs so number three on my list that's going to be josh dobbs uh, again that is going to be going against the denver broncos here and so i think he's just finding uh some way here each and every week to get those wins and uh he's going to find it this week as was well against denver all right and for the 14 plus on my list number four here is going to be bryce young That's correct, ladies and gentlemen. Bryce Young, who has been struggling each and every week, but he leans on Adam Thielen. He leans on that running game, throwing it in the backfield here. So he's going to need to do something here to pick up garbage time against the Cowboys, who is exactly who we'll be going against here in week 11. So, again, you know Dak's going to come out putting up them points to continue on their quest to get into the playoffs and take over this NFC East, which is going to be a struggle against the Philadelphia Eagles. So they need to get come out and get this win with no questions about it. So Bryce Young's going to have to get some of that garbage time out there, and I think he'll be number four on my list for a 14 and plus. And then there's Kenny Pickett, all right? Kenny Pickett, who has been struggling, of course, we all know. But this past week, he put up the numbers and I think against this Browns defense, he's going to have to do the same. They're going to be coming hard, blitzing his direction. So look for him to be my number five out there this week to bring some points. If you're in a desperate situation, one of your, one of your guys is on a bye, okay, or or injured. So not a bad move if you have to go that route with Kenny Pickett this week. All right, and then we got Ty Chandler. Yeah, for the Minnesota Vikings, he's going to be my number one in the running back section, only because Madison is going to need some breathing time. Or hey, knock on wood here, due to injuries out there in the in the NFL, that can come at any moment. And Ty Chandler would be a sought after free agent wide waiver wire pickup for the next couple of weeks. So why not go ahead and grab him out now if you have the room? Then there's Antonio Gibson, who have they been using as of late here in the backfield, and he's looked pretty solid as that pass catcher that we all knew that he was to begin with here to start out his career. So him going against the Giants, I think they'll be up here bringing Sam Hell to throw the ball <laughs> heavy to start out the game, and then I think they'll they'll go ahead and just run the ball into the mid to the end of the game of the third quarter. And beyond so I'm looking for Antonio Gibson to bring at least a 15 to 20 point outing here this week and then you got Devin Singletary third on my list here backing up Damian Pierce so going against that Cardinals who we know that Kyler Murray's brought a little bit of a spark to I believe there's going to need to be a little bit of offense here from CJ Stroud which he has been doing here anyways in 2023. So I believe Devin Singletary, as long as Damian Pierce is still out, look for Devin Singletary to continue bringing you those yards and those points in week 11. And then we got the 14 plus Zeke Elliott. Of course, you watched Zeke Elliott this past weekend. He didn't look too bad. He looked just like Ramon, uh, Ramondre Stevenson back there. Not as quick, of course. Ramondre Stevenson is a faster player. Uh, but he can still pound it through the middle. He's still got a, cu- a quick uh, burst here. So grab you a Zeke Elliott just to hold on to your roster. I know they have a buy this week, Uh, but if you have the room in a 14 plus, go ahead and stash him away here again. Given Ramondre Stevenson has been dealing with injuries here already in 2023, uh, wouldn't be a bad move to go ahead and lean on Zeke Elliott here late in the year. Then you got Robert Dowdle. Like I mentioned, I believe the Carolina Panthers, it's going to be over for them very early. And uh, once the Cowboys realize this here, towards the beginning of the fourth, maybe the end of the third quarter, they're going to go ahead and sit Tony Pollard and go ahead and feed Robert Dowdle here to go ahead and give the breather to Dak and to the uh, starting offense matter of fact of the Cowboys so I'm looking for Robert Dowdle here in a 14 plus to go ahead and get us a little far, Um given some of these injuries out there here as of late all right let's go ahead and slide on over to the pass catchers here for the waiver wire this week how about Brandon Cooks ladies and gentlemen looking pretty good for them boys here as you've been, if you've been listening to our show, the past three weeks we've we've had Brandon Cooks in our rankings, uh, either in a uh, first pickup slot or maybe in a fourteen plus at one point. Uh, so this week he's actually gonna be our number one target for the pass catchers uh, against this Carolina Panthers uh, defense. I'm looking for him to uh, burn one of the corners and take one to the house and that very quickly can bring you the score that you're looking for uh from Brandon Cooks this week so that'll be my number one pick there and then Quintez Johnston of course you know Keenan Allen's dealing with that shoulder uh this past week and they're already missing Mike Williams So and then Joshua Palmer, we know that that's the reason why Quintez Johnson is getting so much attention here. And so number two on my list would be Johnston here for the Chargers offense. And of course, like I said, they're going to have to come out and uh, make a statement here. They're all going to be hungry to make that point. And uh, so Herbert's going to be looking Johnston's way, I believe, uh, pretty often here in week 11. Then there's Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd has uh, not looked too bad here as of late. Of course, T. Higgins is dealing with his own injury. And then Jamar Chase can't be the only one out here uh, eating on the field. So I'm looking for Tyler Boyd this Thursday against the Ravens to uh, to possibly get in the end zone here and uh, get you a good 15 points to take you into that Sunday week 11 contest. All right, 14-plus here. We got DeMario Douglas for the New England Patriots. Again, I know the New England Patriots are on their bye, but if you can hold on to a player for the week, snatch you up Douglas. He has been utilized heavy here as of late. I think they're trying to see what they got here in Douglas. Of course, the Patriots know they're done for. and There is no playoffs in the future, so why not? get this man involved and that'd be great garbage time points and that'd be douglas here for my number four all on right, my number five i'm gonna go with khalil shakir although the buffalo bills have enough mouths to feed here does not matter there is trouble in paradise ladies and gentlemen here between stefan diggs and now josh allen you cannot tell me that this is not bother Josh Allen in some way as a man out there we all understand that we have pride amongst ourselves no matter if we know that we're wrong deep in our souls right our pride takes over and that is the case here I believe at the end of the day Josh Allen still has to have some pride as a man and realize that Stephon Davis enough is enough You know, this is not the first time this year that we've had reports of Stefan Diggs or a family member stepping out of line here. So I'm looking for Josh Allen to kind of hold that in the back of his head here and kind of feed Khalil Shakir here kind of as a spiteful move. If it will be, though, Uh, I believe it will be. I believe Josh Allen's like, well, screw you then. I'll toss you the ball another two to three times or it could be on the flip side and Josh Allen just doesn't want to rubble feathers and he comes out and, and peppers Stefan Diggs with 15, 20 targets. It could be totally opposite here, which would be beneficial to myself, of course. But again, this is not a me sport. This is a team sport. And so I believe that Josh Allen may get Khalil Shakir here more involved just to help out the offense. All right, let's slide it on over to the tight end. And we know that that is a struggle bus here in 2023. Like I said earlier, unless you got them big dogs on your roster or if you've been following along here on the Fantasy Football Exchange on the waiver episodes, you have already snatched you up Dalton Kincaid weeks before he was recognized we all saw this coming if you were listening to our show you can fact check us in the previous episodes we have been recommending this man here for a while so no need to add him to our tight end rankings here although he is up there i'm sure in a lot of your waiver wire rankings here if he's available in your league hell yeah go out you and snatch you dalton kincaid asap tomorrow overnight all right so that is, not, that is why he is not on this list because here at Fantasy Football Exchange, he is gone. He has been gone. He is, he is no longer available on any waiver wires. So shout out to you guys out there if you've been following along here and he's already been gone and sitting on your roster. All right, number one on my list here is Trey McBride. Kyler Murray is coming along here. You watched him over the weekend. He looks confident back in this offense, so he's going to give these guys a More share, more confidence to run their routes, more reason to run their routes is more like it. So I'm looking for Trey McBride here to help out Marquise Brown. All right. And Rondell Moore and James Conner. So he'd be number one for me to go out there and grab if you're needing a tight end going forward here. All right. Luke Musgrave. Yeah, let's go out. I've been going about this guy as well. He shouldn't even be on this list, but I do see him available in my three leagues that I have uh, waivers out overnight here. So uh, he might be one that I'm targeting because Darren Waller, of course, knows he's been on IR. Then I had Gerald Everett, who was dealing with his own injuries now. So uh, Luke Musgrave is going to be one that I'm targeting out there here in week 11. All right, Michael Mayer, another Notre Dame standout tight end here. Of course, if you watched over the weekend, he pulled a moss right over the defender. He was right behind the defender there in the end zone. They both went up for the ball. And of course, Mayer being the bigger body receiver over the cornerback here, he reached right over his head as both of them went up for the ball. Snatched it back in for a TD, and that looked amazing. So he mossed his defender this past Sunday, and so he'll be my number three here as the Vegas Raiders get different targets here involved. Because remember, Josh McDaniels is no longer here. So that playbook no longer exists here in Vegas. And now it's Antonio Pierce and his squad's calls here, and Michael Mayer is going to get involved. I can tell. I can see it hell why not number four on my list not a fan if you've been following along here on the fantasy football exchange of Cade Otten or any of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight ends uh, for that matter but uh, can't deny the fact that Baker Mayfield has a connection here as of late the past three weeks with Cade Otten so if you need him the points I mean then you got to go out and grab you k and So number four on a 14-plus league size is going to be K-Dotting. Dotten right, and the last on this waiver wire Tuesday is going to be a one Tyler Higby. Yes, he's been sitting on some waiver wire leagues, a lot of them, matter of fact, that I'm in. So given that Matthew Stafford is making a return here uh, that we've heard, uh, I believe he'll get Tyler Higbee more involved as he gets more back involved into the offense with from his injury. So uh, of course, Cooper cups in the fold Puka Nakua, but that security blanket in the middle for those five and under yards is going to be Tyler Higbee. So uh, for a 14 plus fifth on my list here, no issues. If you go out and get you Higbee. All right. We're going to go ahead and take you on over to the week 11 uh, injury updates. Uh, not many of them actually I, on my wire here uh, up to date this morning with a few of these uh, updates. So uh, that's more down the line of the week. We're looking more Thursday into Friday, and of course, Saturday into Sunday with a lot of that news. So. Um, Let's let's go ahead and get into some of that matter of fact and that's going to be Matthew Stafford as mentioned with his thumb. He's expected to go ahead and give it a go here in week 11. Uh, So no no issues there. I believe he brings another spark uh, to this offense. So that's nothing but help to Higby and to Cup and to Nakua. So hoping for him to make his return here in one of my leagues as well. And Taylor Heineke. Uh, as mentioned as in the beginning of the show, Falcons have not uh, named a, sta- a starter, and they won't need to because they are on a bye. So that gives them an extra week to kind of see if Taylor Heineke can can get over his uh, injury that he suffered over the weekend here. And then Baker Mayfield's reporting he has no issues with that thumb. So good news for Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Kate Houghton owners out there, uh, Baker Mayfield say what you will about him some for some reason this year in 2023 with this offense he looks more comfortable uh operating here uh, with his pass catchers which is a good thing for mike evans and for chris godwin going forward all right raheem Mostert for the running backs does not practice yesterday so want to keep an eye out on him. It does not matter either way, though, because Devon Alchain's practice windows opened up from his IR spot. So this is going to be a backfield that once again has uh, piled up. And so Devon Alchain, of course, you remember before his injury was, was making uh, a lot of noise out in the fantasy world, uh, doing a hell of a job. So just another name to come in here and add to the backfield with Raheem Mostert already here. All right, so uh, I believe that's going to wrap up. You see how quickly that was. That is going to wrap up the running back side now. Let's go into the uh, pass catchers here uh, for Week Eleven, and that is Keenan Allen. Speaking of with that shoulder, they're saying it's day to day. I'd really keep an eye out on that. Of course, you know, given his age uh, nowadays, that doesn't even matter. These guys are are uh, super athletes. All right. So they're quick to get over their injuries. But again, a shoulder injury, you land on that one way or the other. It can cost you the rest of the season. So possibly they can hold them out here, uh, hoping that they get that win against the Vikings or against. I'm sorry, uh, against the Packers here this weekend. We're hoping for that, too, by the way, as Chicago fans continue to lose Packers. Regardless, uh, we're not going anywhere and we don't want you to go anywhere either. All right. (laughs) All right, so T. Higgins, dealing with a hamstring. Uh, Don't believe he's going to go Thursday. That's why I said go out you and get you a Tyler Boyd. All right, if you're in desperation situation here with your pass catchers, Tyler Boyd could get you that 15 that you're looking for. Just an FYI, especially since T. Higgins is going to be out, and especially since the Cincinnati Bengals just shoot the bed against the Houston Texans, you can best believe – You can best believe, ladies and gentlemen, that the uh, Cincinnati Bengals are going to come out here and uh, try to make a little bit of noise and try to silence their their critics. All right. So you, you, you go out there and grab you a Tyler Boyd and look for that TD that we're all looking for. All right. Jalen Waddle, the knee, they say he's looking normal in practice good sign out there especially coming back from there by. okay that's going to wrap up our pass catcher let's hit up the tight ends again never much happening with these guys right but gerald everett dealing with a back considered day-to-day of course he cost me a game here this past week with a uh, dfs format I had him in I I thought Gerald Everett was gonna come out get us a surprising two scores don't know why I went with that but I still thought he would Uh, but he got hurt out here dealing with a back so keep an eye out on that I still think Donald Parham Jr. would probably eat into that anyways even if he does make it back here all right all right ladies and gentlemen that is going to wrap up the injury updates here for week 11. Of course, Tuesday is not much happening. I'll keep you more updated and informed here as the week goes along, as I do each and every week, especially on a Friday. That's when a lot of this information is out. So I want to go ahead and congrats to all our listeners. One last time here in week 10. Headed to week 11. So congratulations to us all, including myself. But first and foremost, our listeners, you guys come first. You guys are what makes this show each and every week. All right. This is what keeps us on the air. We appreciate it. Thank you very, very, very much. And uh, so, again, wherever you are, whatever you may be doing, all right, We appreciate it. We do this for you guys. It's fun. This is all fun to do, to look into the stats, to look into the games, give predictions, interact with you guys on social media. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. All right, so we're going to go ahead and leave you guys with that information here on this Tuesday. Thank you again for listening to the Fantasy Football Exchange. We are out.